Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah. When planning our home birth, my husband Matthew and I were really frustrated by the lack of empowering and honest home birth resources. So we created this podcast to start a new conversation for moms and families like us. This is Doing It at Home. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying a magical, peaceful, relaxing, joyful holiday season. We are here over at the Bivens household. It's been an awesome season for us and we're just really enjoying it and the quality time and all that great stuff. So we hope you are too and cannot believe that 2017 is ending soon. It just blows my mind. But while you are still hanging out in that holiday cheer, if you want to give yourself a free gift while you're hanging out and families all around, some quiet time for you, go grab our free ebook from our website, from diahpodcast.com. The ebook is 12 Things That Made Our Home Birth Awesome. So this ebook is great for you mamas out there planning for your home birth, maybe non-moms out there thinking about home birth as something down the road, or just you birth junkies out there who love to hear about birth and could maybe resonate with some stuff that we talk about in the ebook. So go pick that up. And then if you are also still in the season of giving and you want to support the show, you want to share your appreciation for what you've gotten out of the show, there are ways you can do that on our website as well in the support section of diahpodcast.com. And now you can do things that you've already been doing, like purchasing stuff through Amazon, and you just use our nifty link that's there. So if you click that link and then make any of your purchases through Amazon that you would have already made, we just get a little kickback of that to help maintain the show and keep it running and keep it awesome for you. So you could do that. You could also do a one-time or recurring donation. And that button is set up there for you on the website as well. Or you can just give us support in the form of subscribes, likes, 
follows, whatever those things are, all of the things in social media and reviews in iTunes. And there's also an instruction for you there as well. If you're one of those people like me who see something like that and get intimidated and think it's going to take a long time, and I don't know how to do it. Well, Matthew is awesome in that he laid it out there for you very plainly and very simply. So you can take a minute to drop us a review in iTunes. So that's it for holiday stuff and my notes here. Let's jump into the episode. So today we have a birth planning story for you. So baby has not arrived yet, which is really cool because I think this is one that you mamas out there also waiting for baby wherever you are in your pregnancy journey. You know, you can kind of relate to what Brooke, our guest today, is experiencing and going through. She and her husband, Jordan, are preparing for their first baby and they're going home birth. And so we get to talk about their process. And Brooke, like many of you out there, was really influenced by the documentary business of being born, and that kind of put them in the space of being 100% on board for home birth. And our podcast even helped them as well in their journey in the process of sharing their plan to home birth with friends and family. So that's always really exciting, and we love when we can be a part of the experience with you. And We also turn the tables a little bit, and Brooke gets to ask us some questions about our process and about our preparation for a home birth, so it's pretty cool. She almost interviews us in a way, and it's a really fun episode, and stay tuned because we'll definitely be doing a part two after baby arrives, and as we publish this, as we air this episode, Brooke is getting very close to her guest date, so we expect that to be coming up in the next few weeks. All right, well, enjoy, and uh, here it is. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Hello. We are super excited to have you here hanging out with us, Brooke. And we know that you're out there on the West Coast, and it is super early in the morning for you. So thanks for waking up, throwing on your your headphones, and jumping on the mic with us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. I feel honored to be here with you guys. So thank you. Mm -hmm. So Brooke, why don't you just share a little bit about yourself before we jump into um, baby talk? (laughs) Sure. So, yep, my name is Brooke. I live in Napa, California with my husband, Jordan, and our English bulldog, Watson. And I am a full-time graphic designer in the wine industry. Surprise, surprise. Um, (laughs) And I'm also a online accountability coach for health and fitness. And we have a baby girl on the way, and she is due January. 
I love that. So Matthew and I just got huge smiles on our faces and looked over, especially when you said Watson, because we have a dog named Watson. Yes, we do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's a he's a brown dog, hound mix, mutt dog. But yeah, Watson. So we both looked like, oh, Andrew, oh. are you having a girl? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It's funny. I've never uh, met another dog owner with a dog named Watson. So this is cool. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, so pregnant with baby girl, first baby. What inspired you or got you and Jordan on the path to home birth? So when we first found out we were pregnant, um, I did what most women I think would do. You know, I went to my OB. I didn't know any difference. I had an OB, you know, Mm -hmm. right, you know, set up. So I went in just to confirm everything. And we had two appointments with that OB. And it just personally wasn't the best experience for us. Uh, We didn't really get the, you know, the time or the care that we were kind of hoping for. So my husband and I went home and just had a conversation, you know, what are our options? What, what could we do? I personally knew that I had always wanted a, you know, unmedicated, as much intervention free as possible type birth. So I knew I wanted that, but I didn't really know what else there was out there. So I had heard of, you know, midwives and I thought maybe like a birth center. I started looking up some things online Thought maybe a birth center would be like a happy medium and found a local midwife, um, looked into birth centers that were local, couldn't find any. So I said, well, let's go talk to this midwife and kind of see what our, our options are. Just, you know, we, we mentioned home birth to each other and we're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. that, But let's just go talk to her. We didn't know. So we went and met with her. Uh, her name is Paula. She's amazing if anyone's in the area. And we immediately fell in love with her. We felt connected to her, felt very comfortable. She gave us an hour of her time, which was very different than what we experienced at the OB. And just asked a bunch of questions. And she said that there really wasn't a birth center locally, but you know, home birth was an option. And Again, we both were like, oh, I don't know, you know, we kind of gave each other that look of, you know, oh my gosh, what are we thinking? And so she told us, you know, just think about it. She gave us a great book to read um, that she had put together. And she told us, just go watch the business of being born, that documentary. So we said, okay, we'll go, we'll go do that. Went home. We watched it that night. I was crying. And afterwards, my husband and I were both just hundred percent. All right, home birth. This is hundred percent where we want to go. And we felt very comfortable and excited. And yeah, that's kind of how it all, all started. Wow. That's, that's really cool. I think it's funny and I appreciate the candor in the, when home birth first got thrown out there, the kind of side look to each other. I don't know. Like maybe we should just put a pin in that. I totally <laughs> yeah. get it. Like I, I felt that when you said that. <laughs> I think it was just because we really didn't know we didn't know much about it. You know, we didn't, we weren't educated on it. And so I, I'm glad we took the time to actually be open to it and to learn about it because since then it's totally opened up this whole new door for us and we are just so excited. So, right. Wow. And it, it sounds like you and Jordan were kind of in a similar boat as far as your, your research and your, your openness. And it, it seems like you kind of both moved at a similar, you know, pace uh, in terms of the decision. Definitely. And I feel very grateful that he was so open to it as well. 
So we both were at, like you said, at that same place, um, very open and willing to learn. So that was a good experience to have together as well. Right. I'm curious, what sort of info was in the book that um, your midwife Paula had put together and, and given to you guys? So it was basically a week-by-week guide uh, to pregnancy, uh, but it was definitely a more natural approach to things. Uh, you know, it mentioned all the way from, you know, week one, all the way through to the birth, to postpartum, to breastfeeding. And I was just really impressed by, you know, it wasn't just going to be, okay, here's your baby, you're done, where that's it. You know, she was saying in this book that it continues afterwards, that she comes and helps weeks after, and she helps with breastfeeding. And, you know, it went into how many visits we'll have and how long they'll be. So I got the sense of this lady is really here to care for us and for our baby. And she's giving her time. And, you know, I could more than just like a week by week, what to expect. It was knowing what we could expect from her and the care we were going to receive and, you know, how we were going to bring our baby into this world. That's really what I got from that book when I first looked through it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And in the way that you described her practice and her attention and all that. I think that's something that, you know, we've, you know, Sarah and I experienced that personally with, with our midwives. And it's just what we've, what we hear a lot of with, you know, midwifery practices in general, to just have that, just the ability to give more time and attention to the folks they work with. And I mean, you're, you're experiencing it. It's awesome. It's, it's such a, such an amazing thing, especially when, you know, you're going through this, experience of being first-time parents and not knowing and all this stuff just to be able to have somebody who will give you an hour of their time and you know just they end up feeling like like family absolutely yeah and I would say too after experiencing the midwifery model of care and that that whole process afterwards it everything else kind of falls short. (laughs) And what I mean by that is any other customer service, any other, you know, like we've gone through a couple of pediatricians um, because we haven't enjoyed just the process of the the offices and everything after going from the having amazing midwives, you just kind of look at everything else and you're like, um, midwives need to teach like a standard to every industry, to every service that's ever offered. That's what I think. Oh my gosh, I so agree. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about the sharing with friends and family when you made your decision or or who you chose to share that with and what that was like. Yes. So that was actually one of my big concerns after we made the choice. I was really concerned about how family would react. Uh, We hadn't had a, you know, home birth within our immediate family. It was very different. So we were a little nervous. Uh, we went back to our family lives in Oregon. So we went to travel back and tell them all at the same time, you know, announce that we are pregnant. And we, it's funny that you mentioned before we went to this trip, I listened to one of your podcasts about, you know, tips on how to tell people and if you want to tell people. And I thank you guys because it really helped me just prepare and feel confident in our decision. And with opening up and talking to people that we did choose to tell so went back for this trip and we announced the you know, pregnancy and we were just very open. We told them this is what we're planning. And surprisingly, all, mostly all of our entire family was so supportive, excited. They had some questions, but um, our midwife was willing and open. She offered that to get on Skype calls with them and to talk to them about it and to meet them if they wanted to. So 
I was so surprised that our family was so supportive. Um, and they still are to this day. They're very excited for us and very supportive. So been very lucky for that. Uh, telling friends and coworkers, that's been a little bit of an interesting journey. Uh, <laughs> as you can imagine, I'm sure you've, you know, everyone's experienced that who chooses to tell people. But um, yeah, if people ask, I am open about it. I actually hadn't really gone public with, you know, talking about it until actually last night. I, you know, on my social media, I did go public and share this. But, you know, if people were asking, you know, what are you planning for your birth? I would tell them. Um, a lot of local people, coworkers and friends who are local will ask, you know, oh, are you going through the Queen, which is the name of one of the hospitals here or through Kaiser? So are you doing the Queen or Kaiser is the, the main question I get, you know, probably 90% of the time locally. And I say, oh, well, you know, we're a little unconventional and we're actually doing a home birth. And the reactions are usually surprised. Mm. Uh, you can see it in their face. You know, their eyes get huge. Um, and then questions. A lot of people just don't know that it's an option. They are curious. They ask why we chose to do that. And I'm very open. I'll, I'll share why and, um, you know, why we are excited about it, why we chose to do this. And I just find that people really don't know a lot about it. Like we didn't, we didn't know it was an option. We didn't really know much about it. So in that sense, it's really exciting to talk to people and to share what we're doing and that this is a choice that women and couples partners, we have this choice and really to explain to them what it's all about. And it's pretty neat to see some people learn along the way. So I'd say for the most part, it's been positive, um, you know, after telling people, but for the most part, I've had positive, um, just questioning and in the end excitement, but a lot of surprise at first. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so cool. And, you know, to touch on what you said about us being a part of the, the process and journey, I mean, that's just so humbling. So I mean, you're welcome. But also, I, I thank you. I mean, because then you're, you're accessing the tools and you're using them and you're providing that space for what you said more understanding, because I think a lot of it is just shock and misinformation and and a not knowing. And I think there really is, I mean, at least in my experience with like 90 plus percent of people who even have a negative reaction, there is a desire to like want to get it. And I think if you can just kind of massage your delivery or like meet them at a space where you feel like they'll be able to receive what you can give them. I don't know. I think people actually really do want to know and there's this intrigue and there's this interest, but it just gets really um, like heavily coated with the judgment and the, and the fear or whatever, because they don't yeah. know what else to do it with, but kudos to yeah. you and Jordan. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. It really is Thank awesome. you. Wow. Um, so, now you're about 30 weeks, right? Uh, yes, just about 30. Cool, cool. So what, what's, like, what are you doing right now? Or like, where are your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions? And what are some of the intentions or, or visions? Have you, have you thought about, you know, the birth and, and the day of that sort of stuff? Yes. And it's funny. It's, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Some days it's like, okay, I feel great. We got this. And other days it's like, oh my gosh, we're having yes. a baby. What are we doing? <laughs> that roller coaster. So I think as soon as I hit that third trimester, it became, oh, 
okay, this is going to happen pretty soon. Maybe we should start thinking about, you know, the actual day and all of that. And, you know, of course, we've been reading books and preparing in that way. But I think as soon as we hit that third trimester mark, it was kind of like, oh, this is serious. So I think one actually a question I have for you both, if you don't mind, is now we're at the point where we're thinking about, you know, birth plans and, you know, thinking about the day of and what we want and what to expect. And of course, you can plan, but you can't really plan. Right. <laughs> so I guess one of my questions for you is, do you both have, you know, tips for creating a birth plan without getting too attached to an actual plan? Um, yeah, that's a great great question. Um, and I also want to touch really quick on how you, you know, you made the, Oh my God, we're having a baby thing just to, yeah. you know, if it helps, it doesn't end once you have the, the baby, because now I wake up some mornings. I'm like, Oh my God, we had a kid. So I mean, right. <laughs> that spirit still kind of stays. It just like evolves. Um, yeah. the birth planning thing is, I'll speak a little bit for myself because I can be kind of, um, I'm a little bit more type a, with the two of us, yes, with me and Matthew. Too. And so I'm a little bit like, okay, this is the plan. And if it deviated in some way, I need to understand why it deviated. Um, so in that sense, birth was a really great place to practice a little bit of that surrender, a little bit of that um, trust in in the process and in my body. But at the same time, um, it's really helpful to kind of visualize, you know, almost like an athlete in sports, you know, thinking about, you know, the big game or whatever. So that's kind of how I treated it. I treated it like this this, like this big game day in which, of course, you can have, you know, your training, you can have your plans and your conditioning, but like things go, you know, your body shows up differently certain days. There are other elements to contend mm -hmm. with, whether it's weather or the other team or whatever, you know, I'm, get, I'm getting too much into sports here, but <laughs> I really used um, meditation leading up to birth as a time and space to think about how did I want to feel? More so than like what is yeah. physically happening or who is there or how things go. Like, how do I want to feel? And I knew that I wanted to feel at different points in time, peaceful, loved. I wanted to feel empowered. I wanted to feel like mm -hmm. I, I was involved in this process, you, you know, understanding that it would probably get very intense and, and very different at certain points. So that's what really jumped off for me in terms of the the planning was really thinking about how do I want to feel? Um, and then from that, sharing that with other people. So sharing that with our midwives, sharing that with Matthew, assembling our birth team. That's for me kind of how planning started to like coalesce. And then the few elements that you know you want to have, I think can help for the, you know, I need to know this is going to be there. So whether or not you use a birthing pool, knowing it's there, whether right. or not you're going to use a, a yoga ball, knowing that it's there. I think just putting certain mechanisms in place to allow for that flexibility, to allow for that flow um, helped me as well. So I'll, I'll pause there because that's, that's a lot, you know, coming from me, but you know, I'll that's kick great. it to Matthew and see if there's anything he wants to add. Yes. <laughs> I will add. So I think with the with the whole planning for your home birth, you know, one of the one of the reasons why we were attracted to home birth Sarah and I was because we were looking into options. So when we are think when we're thinking about all right, how do we want this day to flow? What do we you know, what's the what's the how do we envision it going? In my mind we had many options. So we had options in the food we were you know, I could feed Sarah. 
options in different、mm-hmm. snacks, options with different types of drinks. And so, you know, that was one of the, the, the concrete things that we planned the food and the drinks. So we made a list, went to the store, we had our supplies. We had options for where we were going to be within the house. So we had a, a sizable birth team, I think, you know, six, seven, eight people. And our, our master bedroom is not huge. So the plan A was be in the master bedroom with the birth pool and all that. But hey, if we needed to go somewhere else, we knew that we could set up in, the, in our den, which is much larger. So we had options with the physical location. We, we brought in a yoga ball. We brought in, like I said, the birth pool.、Um, we had different options for when Sarah wanted to be in different positions. And so we, we planned for things like that. And, and, Allowing us to have that flexibility through our options was great because, you know, some of the things Sarah just didn't want to do. You know, it, we had intentions of going for a nice walk and, you know, watching a movie and, you know, doing, doing these very romantic, connected sort of physical activities together. But that didn't happen because when it came, you know, when, when labor was there, Sarah wanted to do something else. So we had certain tangible things that we planned. The food, the location,、um, some of the different accessories and things like that. And then we had intentions, like Sarah said, intentions for what we wanted to experience. You know, we had some movies on, on deck that we could watch. We had、uh, a little route we would walk through the neighborhood if we wanted to. We had different things that, if we felt like it in the moment, we had the ability to go do, but we didn't necessarily have to do them. For us, that is the, was the type of planning that really worked. And, you know, for example, with the food, plan to have all this food and all these things. Sarah didn't eat pretty much anything. I had to, you know, <laughs> really get a, a, what, a peanut butter sandwich? Barely. A bar- Just barely. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of, of coconut water. So that plan was tossed out the window thanks to, you know, her, her lack of appetite. And I think with, with all of it, just, Give yourself permission to, to flow with how you're feeling. You know? And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just flow with how you're feeling. Have things on deck if you want them.、Um, but, you know, music is another thing. Sometimes we, we had thoughts of the, what, what, what playlist do we want for, for birth time? But when it came down to it, we didn't want any of it. We just had simple, kind of like meditation spa music in the background. And, I think a lot of this will,、uh, you know, Jordan's going to be an amazing、um, just helper and, and resource and partner for you、um, because he'll be the one going and executing and grabbing the supplies and throwing things away、yeah. if you don't want them and, and doing all of that stuff. So I'd think about some of the physical things, the food, how you want your space decorated. We know where you're going to be. Do you want candles? Do you want music? All of that stuff. And then, like Sarah said, I would think of some of those、um, intentional, intention setting,、uh, you know, envisioning what you want and really how do you want to feel. And you do those couple of things, you get your stuff ready to flow, and you just, you just go and have a baby. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That was so helpful. You're welcome. That was a great question. Yes, it was. Uh, are, there, are there any other questions that you have that we could touch on? Well, kind of on, on that same topic,、um, you know, I guess knowing what you know now,、uh, you know, after going through the birth, going through postpartum,、um, 
is there anything you would have done ahead of time to prepare you for afterbirth? You know, I still, I hear a lot of times where, you know, moms will say, I wish I would have prepared more for breastfeeding or, you know, a lot of times I feel like, and me too, I, I'm thinking so much about the birth that then all of a sudden we're going to have this baby girl and, you know, what do we do with this baby girl? So I guess, uh, is there anything you would have you know thought about or prepared for um, beyond the birth? That is such a great question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's kind and of a I loaded know, question. I know it is. And I know there's so many ears right now. Like, all right, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? <laughs> um, do you want to go first, Matthew? Yeah, okay. I'll go first. So I wouldn't change anything that we did. The things that, that we did and, and the, the people and the help that we had were perfect. Absolutely perfect. So for us, we had lined up uh, people to be there with us 24 hours a day for the first, mm-hmm. what? We, yeah, we, one to two weeks. So, you know, immediately after, uh, and we, we set this up far in advance. We had different members of our birth team who stayed, you know, the day Maya was born. Obviously, the, the midwives and, and their assistants, they were there for many, many hours after Maya was born. But once they finally packed up, we had a friend of ours stay with us for a day or two, and then her husband stayed with us for a couple of days, and then my sister stayed with us, and then Sarah's mom stayed with us for a week. So having that person and you know having them be there with the understanding that they're there to support, they're there to do the laundry, do the dishes, make the food, walk the dogs, go run and grab errands, you know, or grab whatever we need having those people there and they knew that's what they were there for was amazing. It was amazing because it just meant that Sarah could just focus on Maya. I could focus on the two of them. We didn't have to worry about any of the other stuff, you know, and and we have, we have dogs and things like that. So we do have other responsibilities, but just making sure that all of those things are taken care of was awesome for us. And I, I mean, when, when, when we have baby number two, I want to do the same exact thing. You know, I want to have people lined up and just not have to worry, you know, not have to think about yeah. where what I'm going to eat. It's just, boom, it's there. Not have to think about, you know, I obviously took a, um, I took a long leave from work as well. I just, I wasn't taking on any new clients, any new projects. So didn't have any of those things to think about. And um, I wasn't afraid to ask for help. You know, if, if That's some, a great quote. yeah, like if, if somebody's offering to, to, to go make a run for something or, hey, do you guys need anything? I was not afraid to say, yes, yes, we, we would love to, you know, have X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, we, we've created a really beautiful, tight-knit community um, over here where we live. And so just having folks checking in was, was really amazing. And then, like I said, when they did offer for things or, you know, when, hey, can we swing by and bring you whatever? Yes, that would be great. Yes. And that, that honestly was challenging for me because I'm the type of person who doesn't always accept help or seek out help. You know, I, I kind of will try to figure it out and do things on my own. So there was some some um, getting out of my comfort zone with that. But I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly happy I did because these are folks who loved us and just wanted to support us. And it just, it allowed us to really be present. And being present in those first two weeks was... I mean, there's, there's nothing like it, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I wouldn't change anything. And my recommendation is line people up, let them know that they're, what their roles are, 
you know, have it scheduled ahead of time and um, just enjoy it all. What you got, Sarah? Thank you. That was great. Thank you. That was great. Great job, boo. So what I'm thinking about, everything you said was amazing, Matthew. And then what kind of came to mind is if other people might be thinking this too, well, what if we don't have those people? You know, what if we don't have that community or what if we don't have, we don't live where friends and family are, are very close. I would definitely look into a postpartum doula. So if we didn't have the community that we have, I now knowing what I know, I would look into that as an option and um, just explore that and see what that could look like. Um, We've had a postpartum doula on the show. Yes. Really? Yes. We have a couple actually. So we can look those up and we'll link them yeah, for the show, the show to explain a little bit. I mean, whether that's just bringing the baby to you in the middle of the night to nurse or, you know, I'm sure yeah. their, their range of services vary and, you know, across the board, but whatever it is you particularly need, um, I would definitely look into that for any of those who are like, I don't have that community. Uh, I know you mentioned breastfeeding Brooke, and that's, that's such a huge thing. You know, if that is what you're planning to do, um, me, the route I took and I think worked really well for me, and I know it doesn't for everyone, I decided to not look up anything about breastfeeding. I just, I didn't gotcha. read a book. I didn't, I mean, I only knew what I knew from like growing up and hearing from a few other moms, but for some reason it was just, it was kind of trusting my my intuition that no, that's not something I need to spend time and energy on right now, you know, in birth preparation, everything else. I just kind of had this and I'm not really like this in any other area of my life. So I just kind of trusted and went with it that when I thought about it for two seconds, I thought it's either going to work or it's not. And my, it's, my body's going to work and and we're going to work together and it's going to flow. And if it doesn't, it doesn't, and we'll, we'll figure it out. And so that's just kind of the the attitude I went in with. And I kind of look at it like, you know, a child before they're told they can't do anything, they can go in and like bust something out that adults struggle with. I think it was kind of that, that energy and that kind of, um, spirit I had about it. I had no idea in my mind. I hadn't planted anything that I couldn't do it and that it wasn't going to work. So, um, a couple of elements that I would have prepared for is I would have had way more, um, nursing pads on deck, we definitely didn't have those. And so it took a leaking through a lot of stuff before we got those and were prepared there. Uh, and then also yeah. with, with postpartum healing, I, I would have done a little bit more research or talked to my midwife a little bit about supplies to have for that, because that was one of the things we were having people go out and get um, kind of in the aftermath. And it just would have been nicer to already have that. And by that, I mean, you know, pads or adult diapers, you know, for bleeding and things like that. I just felt like those those things were kind of getting scrambled together after. And you don't want to be worrying about any of that. You just want to be, you know, in the bubble, hanging out and letting your body do its thing. So that's that's something I would have changed, not changed, but just be a little bit more informed about next time. And um, on a funny note, I don't think we had any um, pajamas for Maya. So she was just like a little oh, swaddled baby for the first week. And then my mom came to town and went out and bought us a bunch of pajamas. <laughs> Is that how it was? I, I love so. that. I think, I think all we had were like, super big they would have been parachutes on her i do remember now looking back at some of those photos everything we had to roll the 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 sleeves up she was just three, drowning four times. In yeah oh that's so cute so yeah that's that's what i'm thinking i'm sure you know there's so much more about 
you know, after baby to, to consider. So, you know, if we're missing things or if listeners out there are like, oh, this was really great for me, you know, please reach out to us and, you know, we'll, we'll follow up or we'll include it, you know, in the, in the show notes or things like that. Cause, um, you know, there's so much. I think that was very helpful though. Thank you. Oh, oh go great. ahead. Awesome. Well, happy, we're happy that that was helpful. Uh, one thing that, that came that I was thinking about in terms of supplies Um, we intended to do cloth diapers. And so we had stocked up with all of these cloth diapers. Um, Well, I didn't really realize the meconium poops. And and when that stuff comes out for the the first, I don't know, it was like a few days up to a week, it's like this tar, tar, Mm -hmm. sticky (laughs) substance. And I remember changing the first couple cloth diapers with that meconium poop, and it was... It was gnarly. So you might want to, if, if you were considering cloth diapering or if anybody listening was considering, you might want to have a couple disposables Start out with a few, yeah. just, just for the first week, maybe just to get that meconium poops out because man, that was a, that was a rude awakening in terms of cloth diapering. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wow. All right. This is what we chose. So that, that's, that is good to thing. know. Yeah. Yeah. And you were going that alone because I took the, the whole healing thing for at least the first three days very seriously. So I didn't change a diaper for like the first three or four days of Maya's life. I don't, I didn't leave the bedroom, nothing. So Matthew was, was going that alone. That was elbow deep in tar <laughs> poo. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh what else? Anything else? Well, babe? thank you so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else, too? And if there's anything that pops up, you know, after this conversation, you know, please, you can email about it or get on the phone again and just talk. Absolutely. I just, again, want to thank you guys for your podcast and, you know, all the other resources that are coming out. It's it's just been so helpful. I mean, for me as a first-time mom and going through this new adventure of pregnancy and home birth and all of that, you know, it can be a very vulnerable, scary time. And it's really allowed me to, you know, you say the word surrender all the time. And it's allowed me to just surrender and trust my body and have faith that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to. And it's just been a beautiful journey rather than something that I was afraid of. You know, when I would think about birth years ago, I was nervous and afraid and it's become such a beautiful journey. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And for people like you who help people like me, you know, who are going through that for the first time and really showing what it can be and what it, um, what it should be for mamas and for partners, couples and for babies. So it's been a beautiful journey. So thank you. You are so welcome. And we're ridiculously excited for you and Jordan and Watson. It's so fun to see babies (laughs) with dogs. It's like the cutest thing. It is so cool. Yeah. So please keep us posted and we'll be following up for sure and doing a little part two action with you at some point in the future and hear, hear all about it. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Me too. I'm so excited. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done... 
why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% data approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.